Moshon is a fresh of breath there. He just loved chain restaurants. Matter of fact, he ate at Applebee's 12 times during the bye week. I love eating it. Most of you guys. That really is still swollen, isn't it? It's a swollen. It kind of looks like a football, actually. Thank you for that. The stitching you guys. Thank you. Hey, D, I like donuts, baby. Let's go. Uh, stay focused. Um, work hard in school. You might not like school, but make sure you're working hard at school. It feels a problem. It feels a problem. It's your boy DM3, and you're listening to the Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Witty Nation, welcome to. Oh, wait, hold up. Rewind. Scratch that. Witty City, welcome to Ooh. a mini Witty episode. <laughs> Other way, not funny sports podcast. You know, we we had to do it. Greg coerced us into changing last week from Witty Nation to Witty City. But we are, of course, the number one self-rated Buffalo sports podcast covering the Bills, Sabres, entertainment, everything in between. And as always, part of the built-in Buffalo podcast network. Go follow us on Twitter at Witty Sports 716 and make sure you check out everything built in Buffalo is giving you every single day. The best Bills content out there. YouTube, Facebook, at Built in Buffalo underscore. We are your hosts, of course. I am Matt. He is Tony. Tony, what's going on tonight? Witty, not funny, Buffalo sports podcast with Matt and Tony, Witty City. Matt, what's up? Good evening to you. Good, Good evening, evening Witty City and the witty extent city. of Witty Nation. It's like Witty <laughs> City is the capital city of Witty Nation. Yeah, that's, that's a good way to look at it. how I envision it. There are rural communities of Witty Nation. But Witty City is the cultural and population center. Yeah. I feel like when I say Witty City, I have to say it like a Barnum and Bailey circus ringmaster. Oh. Come on, come all to Witty City, where the finest dames in the land will think you're just the bee's knees. I just feel like I have this like old timey, like 1880s kind of vibe. Like this is playing I... on an old like uh, record player with those big horns coming out of it. I share that vibe. I can understand what, what you're saying. Come on down to Witty City. You know, like what a vaudevillian kind of. Yes, vaudevillian. Yes, it does. Here in Woody really City. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure we're not just conflating it with Windy City? Because we think of Chicago, old-timey Chicago, the Windy City. I mean, maybe. We're maybe. that dumb. Is that just like crossing over in our brains? Probably. It's more like I've been watching Conan Abroad. Yes. which are fantastic. They're on HBO yes. or Max now, it's called. And I don't know, Conan always does that kind of like, what a city voice. So yes. maybe that's like old-timey baseball. Here. Yeah, it's like the old-timey baseball. Which is the inception of Witty City comes from Greg. And Greg also had like an old-timey baseball kind of character that maybe right. we connected to. Exactly. This is all interrelated. I, I feel like we're connecting the neurons of our brains here in the entire entomology of this term. Oh, yeah. I think so. It's a, it's a there's a lot of big deep words psychological there, Yeah, we're doing that. I mean, uh, if there's one thing we know about our listeners, they, they have a, a very smart. staunch vocabulary. Yes. Of course. Yes. Very well, smart, actually, very knowledgeable. Matt, that was proven this week. I don't know if you saw that, that they did do a study and the Bills are the most educated fan base wow, in the NFL. Really? So you didn't see this? You didn't hear about this? I didn't see this. I didn't hear about this. No. So what was the test? Uh, well, oh, that's an interesting, interesting like question. Know. My criticism of it is that the article that I saw regarding this news said that the study had shown that the Bills 
the Bills Mafia, I suppose, is the most intelligent fan base. And then it, it goes on to say that what it was measuring was the education levels. And I'm like, well, that doesn't necessarily show intelligence, I guess. But I mean, right. those are like you're the most educated. Maybe the study to go deep into it showed a correlation, which I, I suppose that correlation possibly exists. But yes, they showed Buffalo Bills had the most intelligent fan base. Can you tell me who you think the least was? Based on my experience, I'm going to go Steelers fans. Interesting. Okay, Steelers. Just the fact that they uh, wave those towels and are proud of it and are Steelers obnoxious are not, about it. <laughs> Steelers, according to this. Now, keep in mind, my source is literally a screenshot of an article, and I've yet to find the article. But in the screenshots, Tony, I know... Tony, the is this article three, from The Onion? No, I, I know it is okay. not from The Onion. It is new research, but it is an interesting source. New research from gambling.com into the oh. education level of the social media followers for every team in the NFL has revealed which fan bases are the most intelligent in the league. So I know the top three and the bottom three. Buffalo Bills comes in at number one with an index score of 8.405. The Steelers are not in the top or bottom three. The Steelers the bottom, who's at the bottom. The bottom index score with a score of 6.745, the New York football giants. Oh, wow. I know. Forget about it. So then that would stand to reason, Matt, who then thereby would you also assume is in the bottom three? Uh, the Jets. The Jets, right. The, the Jets and Giants are bottom three, along with, this one might surprise you, along with the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, okay. In minute, well, uh -huh. I mean, when you look at the Minnesota Vikings, they did build a stadium that killed like thousands of birds. So mm. <laughs> maybe it all adds up. Maybe it does. Have you been to that stadium? I have not. I heard it's I nice. I mean, the glasses, it is very there's nice. There's a lot of buried birds in the ground. <laughs> immaculate. It's like walking through the Cambodian killing fields of the Khmer Rouge, but for birds. Oh, wow. You better watch where you step. It's just bird carcasses everywhere. Like it's the birds, the movie. Let's hit rewind. You're telling me the fan base that jumps through flaming tables, who suffers concussions playing dizzy bats, will gorge themselves silly on food. That That's the smartest fan base in the league. Anecdotal. Matt. I believe all you. Of that, and I believe all of that you. evidence is anecdotal. Yes. <laughs> we are. What about the score of 8.405? Don't you understand? It's everything. <laughs> same. I could not be clear in that in that respect. And then second to us, you'll be surprised about the second and third. Actually, I'm very surprised about the second. I'm even more surprised about the third. Cowboys. Really? That's who you think when you think education. Oh, no, you said you, you were surprised. Cowboys? All right. It's the Browns. Oh, okay. The Buffalo of Northeastern Ohio. Right. And then even okay, more Western so. Western Buffalo. That's right. Buffalo West. Yeah. I mean, so there's a Southern tier there. That's that is true. Mm -hmm. Any city that has a Taco Bell Cantina, I got to think has some smart people in it. So I you got that going for you, Cleveland. Well. It's the only Taco Bell Cantina I've ever been to. And it's the only one I ever need to go to. It's where dreams are made. It and truly fulfilled. is. And you just, you just type it into the computer kiosk and then the dream is fulfilled. Fill up the Barton's of Baja Blast, the triple B. You got everything you need. It's like Brandon Bean. Oh, Big Baller Bean, Baja Big Blast, Bean, Triple B, Baja Blast, Spartans. Can never go wrong Quadru with Triple Bs. Quadruple B, Baby <laughs> Billy, Baba Bunkers. Good righteous Simpsons reference. Oh, yes. And a very recent one. It's a it's a five-day-old righteous Simpsons reference. But an instant classic. <laughs> Baby Billy's Battle oh, Bunker. Yes. Baby Billy is an instant classic anytime he's on screen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anytime he's got a project. Well, you, so Buffalo, Cleveland, who's the third? 
Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay, that makes sense. It's a lot of Buffalo people who are mm. snowbirds down in Tampa. Interesting. I wouldn't have thought of it that way, but yeah, I guess maybe that maybe that is something. You might be right. He's bringing our smarts to the state of Florida. They need it. I was just about to say, somebody has to. Bugs Bunny can't saw off that state from the rest of the country by himself. <laughs> we need to put some smart people in there first. That's right, because they've probably been trying, thinking that oh, it's a real idea. Please, please do. <laughs> Tony, we're going to bring some smarts to this episode, because that's all we're about, is smart takes and smart ideas, smart concepts. Oh. But it's going to be a little bit compacted tonight. Short episode for the listeners for Witty City tonight. We have a life outside of this podcasting world, you savages. Let us live it. <laughs> we don't have time <laughs> this weekend. So we're just going to touch on recent Bills news that we didn't get to last week because that jerk Greg Bauch just wouldn't stop talking, Tony. We wanted to get to so many topics. He just wouldn't stop yep. talking. Classic Greg. Good problem, man. Classic Greg. No, Greg was awesome, of course. Uh, but Tony, let's start with the big news coming out of One Bills Drive. And... Maybe a little surprising news. At least I was surprised by it. And that is the extension of Brandon Bean, Sean McDermott, the McBean Dream Team. They're sticking around till 2027, which by that time, based on this air quality, nobody will be around. Everyone will be dead and nobody will be watching these games because we've been sucking in this poison for the next four years. But Tony, let's get your initial thoughts. What do you think about this four-year extension for Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott. Deserved, surprised, rushed. What are you feeling? This is interesting. If the air quality situation continues into the season, like what happens in California? Do they like delay and cancel games because of air quality? I mean, if you look at California right now, it looks like Mars. Like it is the red flag. There's a oh, red okay. tonality to it. It is crazy. Yeah, I would imagine so. But then again, on the flip side, it is the NFL and they'll play in any conditions, any circumstances. They will do anything to get a game in right. other than when There's... a guy dies on the field. But the NFL will do anything to get a game in. So mm -hmm. I would say they will play. It could be a heat index of 120 like it was in Miami last year. They're still going to play that oh, game. Yeah. guy's passing out left and right. Every play a guy goes down. <laughs> Who cares? We're playing this game. We're getting it completed. We can't pay these refs again to travel. Right. I feel like we'd remember it. I just feel like it never happens. Like the idea of a San Francisco game on delay or, or rescheduling because of the air quality. But yeah, so it must not happen. They must just pretend it doesn't exist like many people do. I saw someone jogging tonight. I don't know. Someone was jogging. I'm like, and as I said Great before, we started recording that we, we're in the 160s over here right now. We are in the red. We've yeah. been living in the red all day. So you no know else is living question, in the red. Me, because I'm so angry about this extension. But go ahead. <laughs> oh, really? You're angry about the extension? Well, uh, I want to play a little devil's advocate here. I like it. But for sake of conversation, I want to play a little devil's advocate throughout this this talk of this topic. So I'm not going to play. I am going to be true to myself and say that this is a good move. I think that if anything that we've proven, Bean is an elite GM. He is an executive of the year winner. He should definitely be here. I, I can't imagine finding someone who has abilities to manipulate the cap as, as Bean does. And I know maybe you're going to say something about like some draft picks, whatever. That's part of the game. Cap manipulation, long-term success. This is what I'm seeing out of Bean. I'm glad he's here. McDermott, I've seen enough bad coaches come in here in both organizations. I'm happy McDermott is here. 
He deserves to be our long-term coach. He is our long-term coach. It's an era. He works best with Bean. First of all, when they said an extension to 2027, I'm like, well, oh, geez, that's, that's just around the corner. 2027 is like going to happen very soon. Right. Is how it feels. So I'm like, geez, they're extending him. Like I would have thought they were already here until that time. So on board, in favor, good move. Prove me wrong. I'll be happy to. But first, let's just take a quick trip down memory lane and listeners with some factoids. The McBean Dream Team joined Buffalo 2017. They've led the Bills to a, since that time, 62-35 and 35 regular season record with five trips to the playoffs. McDermott's four playoff wins are the second most in franchise history, and his bald revolution is the second revolution in organization history. First, of course, being the great prune-only food movement instituted by Ralph Wilson in the late 90s. Buffalo is coming off its second 13-win season in three years. And Tony, one word comes to mind when thinking about Sean and Brandon and what they brought to this organization. Do you know what that word is? Let's say it together on three, actually. Ready? One, two, three. Organic. Christianity. Actually, (laughs) another word comes to mind. That's ketchup. But then finally, a third word comes to mind, and that is that they have brought stability. Stability is the word of the day, Tony. Stability. To this franchise. Something that this franchise, this organization, this fan base had longed for forever before Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott entered the picture. So amazing stats, amazing turnaround, and a quick turnaround at that, which is seemingly impossible. That first year when they made the playoffs with Tyrod and that patched together roster of Kelvin Benjamin, that in itself, I think, cemented McDermott and Bean's legacy of, hey, these guys are the right choice uh, to steer this ship in the right direction, if you will. Now, let's play a little devil's advocate. Why some people might not like the move. First, I will present to you evidence number one. Can we trust a couple guys that would give a promotion to Eric Washington after Eric Washington has developed like maybe half, not even a single full single edge rusher and half maybe being Greg Rousseau? He hasn't developed one edge rusher, Epinesa, Basham. None of these guys have developed into the players we hope they become. And I put a majority of the responsibility on him in terms of the run defense hasn't been fixed in the last four years ongoing now. So can we trust a couple of guys that sit in an office, talk about staffing, and say, Eric Washington deserves a promotion? Matt, here's my question to you. What does an assistant head coach do? When you receive that title, what duties do you have under you? I don't think any. Okay. It's, assistant to the head. it's more of an assistant to the head coach. I, I don't know. I just know the optics of a promotion, whether it's the optics to a fan base, the optics to the media. The optics are what has this guy staff. done to deserve, to deserve a promotion? Mm-hmm. For an organization, for a staff, for a mentality that is so set on earning your spot or earning your worth or working hard to get playing time, like things like this. What has a guy like Eric Washington done to show us that he deserves a promotion? I would argue, and I am no Eric Washington fan, nor apologist. I I have no love for Eric Washington as a player developer. But I do understand this notion that Eric Washington is a former defensive coordinator, is someone who Sean McDermott has worked with many, many cumulative years in the past. So I, I guess when I asked, what does an assistant head coach do? What are those duties? I kind of meant that legitimately because I don't know. But if the duties are that of organization, devising practices, 
mm-hmm. contributing in terms of like planning logistics. I don't know more so than I guess technique development position or, coach. or yeah. some yeah, like position coach type stuff. Then I would say it makes a lot of sense because he has the experience in doing those kinds of duties as, as he's done it before. I do think that it allows a louder voice or I, I presume that it allows something of a louder voice and, meetings or whatever or just you know and like figuring th- everything out so i don't know i guess it makes a lot of sense do i trust that i think that i do but i also think that it's like anything else in this league like it's not about individuals it's about how those individuals fit into the overall canvas of it just as we say ryan leaf could have been one of the great all-time quarterbacks had he been drafted by a different team eric washington as an individual maybe not good eric washington in the, his chemistry and in his professional collaboration with Sean McDermott, who knows? So I'm I'm looking at it a little bit glass half full on that argument. He's gotten every chance to to fix it. He's been given the resources to fix the run defense, to fix any faults of the defense. Now some things are, of course, out of his control, like injuries to Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, Ed but- Oliver. One of his own. Ed Oliver, even Von Miller. And of course, I talk in totality about the defense because everything is gears of a single machine here. You know, Eric Washington is the defensive line coach, right, but right. a good safety duo, an all-pro safety duo back there helps the defensive line do their job because the coverage is better and it, it all right. connects in, in some way. So, But I guess I just don't know what merits a, a promotion. It can't be because of his success on the field that we, we've seen years now that he hasn't developed anyone on the defensive line they're still faulty at their faults (laughs) those those haven't been fixed and i'm thinking this promotion was due to kind of the kickback from the leslie frazier debacle earlier this year where the communication seemed to be lacking internally and that trickled over to or continued over to the Diggs incident from a few weeks ago at mandatory minicamp where a lot of talk of internal communication came to the forefront. So is promoting a guy that has been with the organization for years now? Is that the front office's way of saying, McDermott and Bean's way of saying, no, we don't have an internal communication problem. Like These are our guys. We are trusting them to get us to the championship. And I'm just trying to put the pieces together because McDermott and Bean are going to be here for four more years. So, you know, we have to look at the good and the bad. See, I put my pieces together in a completely different way. Same, same pieces, but I'm, I, I think you got them out of order. Like You're I going inside that, out, I'm going outside in. Right. Like I take it, everything that you said as, no, we're promoting Eric Washington to an assistant head coach, a position that maybe is nothing, but maybe more realistically looks different on every team. And we're doing that in order to create the systems of communication so that these players don't feel like there is a communication issue. Now we're intentionally designing our communication structure, including the position of an assistant head coach, form of Eric Washington, and maybe that will alleviate the communication issues by having this design in place. Right. Not that we're trying to make it look like we always had this, but growth mindset, we got to get this. So we're doing it. And this is how we're doing it. You love a good growth mindset. So does Sean McDermott. He talks about it all the time. (laughs) He does. All right. Point number two, moving away from Eric Washington for a second. The Bills have now, as everyone knows, have fallen in the divisional round for the second straight season. Do you think Brandon Bean and more so McDermott are the guys 
to get the Bills to the Super Bowl? Can they make the right decisions? Now that McDermott has taken over defensive play calling, this becomes more prudent of a topic, I think, than in years past. So are these guys able to be directly responsible for us winning the Super Bowl? Can they make the right decisions? Can they come up with the right strategies? Can they adjust mid-game? And I'm talking about Sean McDermott specifically. And then Brandon Bean, can he put together a roster? Because some of the latest draft picks, especially higher in rounds, not the greatest or TBD, if you will. So are the McBean dream team the guys to get us to the promised land? Now, we've seen a lot on social media about Sean McDermott's on the hot seat and it's all smoke in my opinion, but it warrants a conversation, I think, because it's out there of is Sean McDermott a guy to get us over the hump? Andy Reid went to NFC championships with the Eagles and the Eagles still can him because they didn't feel like he was the guy to get him over the hump into the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. So I go to a recent athletic poll where they polled the fans in various amounts of questions. One of the questions being fans confidence in Sean McDermott, which was around an eight, nine last year is dropped down to around a 7.5 out of 10 this year. So question one, are these the guys to get us over the hump to get us the Vince Lombardi trophy? And two, are fans a little overzealous in terms of wavering on their confidence on Sean McDermott? Fans, just like the American public in general, the smartest fans in the land, keep that in mind. That's right. The smartest fans in the land they will follow what the media discourse tells them to follow. So in a world where it's a long off season, where we need to find things to talk about, where now people want to question that after all that McDermott has accomplished after and, and Bean, uh, after putting together the team that we've put together, after winning insane amounts of games. Remember when we were kids, like I would dream of the idea of that we're over record. here winning, winning 14 games. Right. Like that would be like, well, that's just insane concept of that just seemed absolutely insane well yeah when you go and so, seven and nine three straight years with dick Gerard. right so are they the ones to get us there the question itself i guess i think is flawed because i feel like the question is do they have the talent and ability to get us there the answer is yes are they the people to get us there my answer is any given sunday anyone can win on any given sunday so like it's just baby. Yeah, like it just has to fall as it will for them to get us there. And it, to me, it's no knock on their ability and their talent in their positions. It's no knock on their deservedness of these extensions. Mm-hmm. Only one team is going to win every year. And there's going to be things that, that happen. To me, it's also like supply and demand. What kind of demand would Sean McDermott be if he left? Insanely high demand. He would be considered one of the top coaches and that hype would drive up the hype and the demand even more so and he and he would be considered a a very elite top coach heavily in demand so i'm like you're telling me that we're not going to respect that notion like objectively because of two straight losses in the divisional round we know what we have we have an excellent coach we have an elite level gm yes we should extend them we should try and hold on to these people it's easy not to have the kind of people that we have, the respectability. Kind of exactly. Exactly. We've had them. We've had them under Terry. Terry has We've hired them before. His experience. Yeah. We had Rex Ryan as our coach. And Doug Whaley as our GM. Yeah. 
We had Doug Whaley as our GM. Oh, those were the days. Now Doug Whaley runs a whole league. Can it qualify as a league? <laughs> nobody watches it and nobody's there. It's like the tree yeah, falls but, in the forest and nobody hears it. <laughs> Actually, yeah, happens. but okay. We have a ratings and attendance is not Doug Whaley. Ratings no, and attendance. Was. Ratings and attendance is was Russ. Russ Brandon. Yes. And is who's Russ, also is part Russ of the not, XFL, I believe. I was going to say, is, does Russ not do that? Russ is running the XFL, is he not? I think so, yeah. He's part of it. Yeah, so there you go. Right. The old band is back together in the new league. I read the XFL lost like $40 million or something. <laughs> well, it's it's a new thing. It can you know? only go up. Can only yeah, go up. You got to invest. I mean, I'm yeah. sure there's a lot of back expenses that they have. A lot of loans to pay off. Oh, I'm sure. I don't understand all the financial and ins and outs of running a, a league, but... I run a podcast, and it's sort of the same thing. It's pretty similar. I mean, we have drafts. We have drafts. So th- we have so that's employees, like a aka players. We have a secretary. We have little Jerry. Yes, my dog. <laughs> right. We have mascots. See, we're, we're our own league. We have jerseys at a t-shirt store. Yep. yep. Very comparable. Mm-hmm. All right. That's enough devil's advocate talk. Let's talk about the positive and... I mentioned it earlier when Brandon Bean, Sean McDermott were hired, they brought a sense of stability to a laughed at for years and years and years organization. And with that stability, they brought a new culture, which I think is an equally important conversation to talk about. Very Ted Lasso-y in changing the culture. I feel like if there was a book about that first year that they made the playoffs under Tyrod, it would not be called the McDermott way, it'd be called the Buffalo way. Yeah. Um, Is that what it's called at the end? The Richmond way? Yes, the Richmond way. So Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean, with the stability, has brought a sense of cultural overhaul. I don't even say change because change is underselling it too much. Overhaul to this organization, to the mentality of the players, the fan base, anyone involved with this team. And I think that in itself, to go from the bottom of bottoms, like I said, a laughing stock of the league. Players don't want to come here unless they're overpaid. And if they do, do they even care about being here kind of vibes. Two, a consistent contender. That warrants and merits, it justifies this extension tenfold. Don't you agree? What would happen in that scenario that I said, like, well, if McDermott all of a sudden wants to leave and be in demand and by every other team in this league, I can't even imagine the two of them not being together. I feel like it's a package deal. And I'm sure we all feel right. like it's it's a package deal. Um, it's, it's Mac and Charlie trying to get health insurance. They're a package deal. Yes, that's exactly what it's like. There's no better analogy that possibly could have come around. <laughs> to address them. For anyone to who say, doesn't watch Always Sunny. Right. Very accessible analogy. So they're a package deal and everything that they've done, they've essentially done, I don't know, pseudo together, I I guess. I mean, there was like, you know, that weird overlap at the beginning where maybe Brandon Bean was like secretly telling Sean like what to do. We don't know. Maybe we will someday. I hope to learn that someday. It'll be a 30 for 30. Actually, that would be a great 30 for 30. Get Morgan Spurlock on the line. Let's get that going. You think Morgan Spurlock is a listener? I hope so. I hope so too. I like to think he would be. No comments on my parody today, Matt. Nothing. No, did you even know what it was? I did not know what it was. No, I was I was just moving on as fast as I could. I did not know. What was it? Matt, it was the Salino and Barnes jingle. Salino and Barnes, injury attorney. Call, 
eight some two, some geez, yeah. is it two, i, I mean, don't know we made a joke about the soon? exploratory submarine last week which i thought was too soon so i think we're okay for Salino and barnes reference here Salino is fair game sure he's he's so trying bad. to do his thing over here Salino came on strong when they separated at first and i think right. he's he's faded i think the oh. barnes firm has really stepped its game up you want okay, to talk about a 30 for 30, I'd love to see the dynamics of Salino and Barnes. Oh my gosh, yes. The law firm that goes around all over the Northeast and all over America and sues everybody, eventually sued each other. <laughs> right. That'd be this great. is what happened. Right. Directed by Adam McKay. Like a Ooh, big yeah. short kind of vibe. That'd be great. Yes. See, I think of it as a uh, don't look up kind of vibe. That's... Same director. So, yeah. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. When I think of an Adam McKay movie, I think of don't look up. Adam McKay and Will Ferrell, Salino and Barnes. Bean and McDermott, Charlie and Mac, all Mysteries people who are on the same health insurance together. <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about at this point. What were we talking about? I don't know. How they deserve the extension? Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Brandon Bean, McDermott deserve this extension. We um, like Bean. We like McDermott. We get it. That's what it comes happy, down to. It's simple. Happy, we like these happy guys. Happy vomit day. Happy vomit, vomit day. free since 83. That's right. Matt, can I tell you? Those listeners who don't know. I did vomit today. I just realized this, that I really did vomit the air on quality. June 29th. 100%. Because the air quality, I really coughed it up. Right on her vomit day. Yeah, I didn't even think about it. I, I vomited on vomit day. Like, I've never been closer to Jerry in an existential you're piece, way. You're this part is of wild. history. Yeah, you're I suppose I am. Congratulations. Speaking well of history, deserved. I mentioned Sean McDermott's records. I mentioned his playoff wins. I mentioned his rankings on all-time Bills coaches lists. Whether or not he wins a Super Bowl, will he go down as the Bills' greatest coach? And it's not a long list. It's him or Mark. <laughs> Let's get real here. You think? You don't think? Uh, who am I thinking of? Is Chuck Knoll? Mike Malarkey, Dick Duran, Greg Williams, Doug Marone, St. <laughs> Doug? St. Doug. Oh my gosh, that guy. That I always guy. forget about him. Like when I'm thinking about drought coaches, I always forget about Doug. He's he was such an ass. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and we had we had Rex Ryan for a coach, and we're calling Doug Marone an ass. It's incredible. Oh my gosh, Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan was so much more tolerable. Doug Marone was all the same bad traits that Rex Ryan was, but none of the redeeming qualities. You're right. It was just completely ass. unlikable. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, yeah, just ass. That's another thing about Doug Marone, too, is like, if you're going to grant yourself a nickname, be better than Saint. You can't think of anything better right. than Saint Doug. And he said it's because he's it's he'll be the savior of the franchise. Like he's gonna save us and bring us to the playoffs. Still and be, the, be the one who I don't did care it. if it's what is a saint? What is what is saint? What is this correlation of saints and saving? What are what is the saving that saint and redemption that saints are doing? Is that how know. we think of it? Like when I think of you know like Saint John, like what was the saving? Um, saving you from hell? The potato, the, he saved the potatoes from famine. Obviously, <laughs> what? I think you're thinking of St. Patrick. Oh, I'm getting my saints mixed up. Wow. Wait till I talk to your parents about this one this weekend. Let them know that all that money they put in that Catholic education down the drain. Oh, all down the drain. Can't keep a saint straight. Cannot keep a saint straight. I'll tell you what, I can't keep St. Doug straight, though. That guy was awful. (laughs) Yeah, because he was no saint. Not at all. But Brandon Bean, Sean McDermott, stability. Why wouldn't we want that for the next four years? Why? Would any fan be upset about these guys sticking around? Not only because they're very good at their jobs, but also because just kind of like Josh Allen is, I always say how we not only got so lucky that he's a phenomenal player, 
but we got so lucky that he's the perfect personality for this city, for this fan base. I feel the exact same way about Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean. Not only are they really, really good at their jobs, and we got very fortunate that they wanted to be part of this organization, but we got extremely fortunate that they have ingrained themselves into the culture, into the fan base of this city like they have. So why wouldn't you want that for four more years? It's because Sean McDermott can't win a Super Bowl. As you said, 31 other teams don't win a Super Bowl. Sean McDermott never wins a Super Bowl. Yeah, I'll be mad, but I won't be like, man, this guy was a terrible coach. That is just two different sides of the spectrum in terms of arguments. He's a really good coach, but it takes a lot. And then a lot of pieces need to fall in the right places to win a Super Bowl. But to be consistently good throughout their whole tenure... That is incredibly difficult to do. And yes, a lot of it stems or correlates on hitting on a franchise quarterback, which they did. So kudos to them. But it takes a lot to maintain that success. And if they can do it for the next four years and add that to the previous four or five years here, that's an extremely successful regime. It already is a successful regime. Like we'll look back and these were the good times. And so obviously we want to like let the good times roll, baby. Let them roll till 2027. Let them roll even longer if they want to. And now it makes sense why they were at the groundbreaking. (laughs) My whole reasoning for them possibly not being at the groundbreaking with the new stadium was, are we sure they're going to be around when the new stadiums are around? And lo and behold, a month later, they get extensions. So I I like this move. I, I, I think, like I said, for sake of a conversation, you can play devil's advocate. And I wanted to bring those topics up, but overall, you cannot be mad at this move. It is a very good move and a very well-deserved extension for two guys who did what just six, seven, eight years ago we thought was impossible, and that is turn a solemn, dragged-in-the-mud organization around into a perennial contender for a Super Bowl. So all the kudos to them in getting us to where we are and hopefully to continued success. Tony, that's all I have to say about the Brandon Bean extension. I think we have to get to a topic that you're a little perturbed about, I'd say. Oh. That's maybe putting it nicely. Okay. And that is this training camp ticket debacle going on. Tony, I'll give you the floor. Give us your rant (laughs) about this training Uh, camp ticket mess as it is and how you're feeling about it. I don't know that I'm ready to rant yet because I'm I'm in the long game right now. My okay. initial reaction was I didn't hear anything specific about people struggling to get training camp tickets or training camp access. I figured that they would because that's what happened had happened last year and training camp tickets are going to be in demand. And then especially because they limited it this year to you can get two practices, six tickets. And I had that, saw that and I'm like, that's terrible because I usually get one ticket all the practices. For every practice, yes. Right. Why do I even live here? Why do I have summer vacation? People <laughs> ask me, Tony, do you want to teach summer school? I say, no, I can't. Bill's camp. Going it to training will, camp. It will, yeah, it will conflict with training camp. I cannot do that. Now they throw this at us. Way too late also. They throw this at you like in j- late June. Right. No planning for someone like me who sees training camp, you know, a little bit differently than the casual goer. So then I'm like, all right, well, I get, I'm going to have to, you know, figure this out. So I do what any fan would do. I spend several days organizing a complex network of family and friends who are season ticket holders who can get tickets. I assign them dates like you're in charge of this date. 
you guys got to get me this day and then transfer the tickets over to me. Seems like it went flawlessly in the morning until I go to accept the tickets in the transfer emails. And every time I try to accept the tickets, it just gives me, oops, an error has occurred. And there's an image of a penguin with a red flag. This is a red flag. This is a red flag into how they treat their fans. I don't like it. I don't like it, Matt. Are they supposed to be um, softening so, the blow with this penguin? Yeah, I wonder what the deal with the penguin is. The Why a penguin? penguin? Like when I think when I think Ticketmaster, I don't think penguin. I don't think. I don't know what no, I think. I don't think any aquatic yeah. animal. Me neither. Or land animal for that fact. I was gonna fact. say any any amphibious animal. I guess any, they're not really amphibious. They don't they don't bird, breathe underwater. Any avian? Is that the yeah, word? yeah, avian. Yeah, Analogy. I think so. I think avian is probably the best way of it. Yeah, penguin with a flag might as well be. Russ Brandon holding that flag, giving you the middle finger. Yeah, I mean, it may as well be. So I don't know <laughs> if it's an error because on my account, I have two practices. I don't know if it's an error for some other reason, but the journey continues to me trying to have access to more camp practices. Otherwise, summer's ruined. Why don't, why don't I mean, they just put people in a lottery? Wouldn't that make the most sense? Uh, I don't know. Wouldn't it make the most sense that people who've been going to camp every day for 10 years have a greater amount of access than some asshole who just decides Trying to, to show sell up free randomly? tickets online? That's another good point. Trying to sell free tickets online. Don't even get me started that's on that. The big, that's the big sticking point. People are very upset that others yeah, who should, did obtain free yes. tickets to training camp are turning around and selling them for hundreds of dollars. Yes, you should not be doing that. That is not right. Not okay, no, people. Not okay. You are the dredges society if you're doing that. You should be shunned from Bill's Mafia. Ooh. Like Game of Thrones style. Yeah, I like this idea. Yeah. Get that's some, actually get not some a bad shunnings idea. happening. I like that. We got to yeah. get some shunnings. We got to up our shunnings here. Should we start the summer of shunning? We had last year the summer of seltzers. This year could be the summer of shunning. Yeah, and every week is who we're going to shun. I like it. We might, like we might roll too. with this. Yep. Yeah. This makes a lot of sense to me. Makes a Just in time for sense. summer. We're getting ready Just to in shun. Just time for summer. <laughs> uh, listeners, if you were lucky enough to get tickets, enjoy to the fullest your training camp experience. Maybe you could uh, take an extra half hour and get a, a nice little haircut while at training camp. <laughs> Just take it all in. Just go for it. A couple other notes, Tony. I had Bill's Media Day. Yes, go I don't know go what they it. were thinking. Posted online from the uh, podcast account at Woody Sports 716 on Twitter. It looked like the players were lost in an Ikea. <laughs> so if that's the vibes they were going for, you did they nailed it. it. You did it, Bill's media team. You nailed it. All white background. I like that. That was cool with the blue jerseys kind of popping. But if you told players that pretend like you're lost in an Ikea and nobody's helped you for an hour and you don't know how to get out, that's the vibe they're going for. So uh, good for them. Now, Second I note, guess I didn't Tony. see this. I saw the images of like, I know what the white background is that you're talking about. I yep. I guess I didn't watch any video. So they're just, they're just I'm going to have to get on this. Okay. Yeah. Just an interesting motif this year for the Media Day photos. Uh, second, listeners, this is the most important piece of information you'll hear for the next 30 days. And we'll continue wow. to mention it week after week. We have, on Twitter, started the He Wolf movement. Oh, yeah. With one goal in mind to get a retweet from the He Wolf himself, Khalil Shakir, number 10 for the Buffalo Bills, number one in your hearts. That's right. And the number one he-wolf in the league. And the only he-wolf in the league, for that matter. Every day, up until training camp, so as we record this, 28 days in a row, we will tweet out a picture of the he-wolf. We need you to retweet that, Bills Mafia. We need Khalil Shakir to get hundreds of notifications a day until he <laughs> finally accepts his he-wolf destiny. 
and gives us a retweet himself and maybe an interview on this podcast. We can only ask for so much, <laughs> but please be on the lookout for that. It is the most important thing since our where in the world is Kendall Gaskins, which gave us incredible results. We found Kendall Gaskins, A, awesome. B, we had him on this podcast and he was the coolest. C, he's going to be the godfather of Tony's first child. So yep. see all this stuff we do, it ends on positive things. We need your help to make this happen. The He Wolf movement is alive. We need come week one or whenever. Uh, that's just, I just assume that's when Khalil Shakir is going to score his first touchdown week one because he's the He Wolf. We, week one, quarter one, play quarter one. one of week one, play one. That'd be, oh my gosh. If he ends up being the kick returner, watch out. Watch out is right. That'd be electric. We need everyone in their households to be chanting He Wolf when he scores that first touchdown on Monday Night Football against the Jets. So please keep that in mind. Right, Tony? I don't have to keep that in mind. It's in my mind all the time. It's all I'm oh, thinking right, about Tony, when I'm watching the game. In the fact that this is the most important thing we've ever done. Oh, yeah. Yes. This is like curing cancer. Just below that. We'll just just yeah. below that. But we'll I was work in the ride on for Roswell. So. We'll work on both. Yeah. Yes. We are. I, I wrote in the ride for Roswell. We are working on both. Oh. I donated to the ride for Roswell. So see, Did you donate we're to doing me? our parts. No, my neighbor across oh. the street. <laughs> oh, wow. Hmm. We'll keep that in mind for next year as we see Sorry. where your allegiance lies. No. Ride for Roswell, $5.6 million, be with my neighbor. pinning people against each other. Tony, whether I donate to you or someone else, it's all going to the same cause. Does it matter? No, but I will say this. This year we did the 20-mile ride, 20-mile okay. riverside ride. Next year we want to do the 44-mile Canada ride. Okay. And Easy there, Lance the, Armstrong. Jeez. The ride we want to do uh, has a minimum 750 fundraise amount. When this comes around next year, let's push it on the podcast. Well, I hope we'll we get do. You there. We'll get get you me there. to Canada. Get me across Jeez. the Peace Bridge. And stay there. I might. I you might be like, hey, across the nice Peace Bridge. Here. Is that a thing? I'm curious to know how exactly it works. They were, I'm you riding my bike from UB across the Peace Bridge into Canada and back. I'm curious you, how that works. Stopping every bicyclist at customs. Like, I know that's what IDs. I know. I don't know how easy it is for me to access buying anything that I would have to go through customs with. But but yeah, I'm I mean, very this, these about are the all, biking to Canada. Yes, these are all things that I don't know that I want to know and I want to learn from experience. And we want to help you make that happen because we want to know that experience. We want to do two things on this podcast. We want to get the He-Wolf to accept his destiny and we want to that's cure some, cancer. I don't know the why these things. are hard. These are not hard, people. These are not, these are not hard, hard concepts. These are easy ass. Yes. It's not like we're asking for something impossible like world peace. Right. Asking for two very possible scenarios to play out here. Exactly. This is what I'm saying. Something ludicrous like ending world hunger. Like, come on. We're only human. Right. We just exactly. want to heal think... and cancer. Exactly. We're not, we, we can can't end world hunger. That would not be profitable. Curing no. cancer, potentially profitable. Very profitable. Starting the He-Wolf movement, selling t-shirts based off that He-Wolf movement, potentially profitable. Well, that's a good, interesting point. You're right. <laughs> Tony, that's all I got this week. Short episode, like I said, for the listeners. We'll be back to our regular scheduled programming next week. Possibly a special guest. Ooh. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger for the listeners. Uh, Tony, what do you say we wrap this one up, though? I'm ready to wrap it up. Thank you, of course, to our sponsor, as always, Traveling Growler, www.travelinggrowler.com. Quality koozies starting at just $5. 
not affected by inflation whatsoever. Still $5, those quality koozies. Check out the website, shop local, support local, www.travelinggrowler.com. Podcast store, teespring.com. Find all our original designs, awesome designs, all colors, all sizes. Google Teespring, Witty Not Funny, or search on Teespring, Witty Not Funny. You'll find us. Support the podcast. Guarantee you'll be the talking point of your next Bills party, game viewing, whatever group function you participate in. If you have a Witty Not Funny piece of clothing apparel, you will be noticed. People will love you for it. So check out the podcast store today. Where you can find the podcast, you can find podcasts wherever you find podcasts or listen to for free. iTunes, Spotify, only on the Built in Buffalo podcast network, dropping every Sunday. Search Way Not Funny. Search Built in Buffalo. If you like us, leave us a review. Subscribe. We always like to say whether you give us two minutes or two hours of your time. We greatly appreciate it. We truly do mean that. Thank you to all the listeners from Witty City and Witty Nation. We got to include everyone now, Tony. And the Witty Suburbs. Segment it. Don't sleep on the Witty Suburbs. Don't sleep on the Witty Suburbs either. No. (laughs) Have the most activity going on. So thank you all Mm -hmm. to have listened to the podcast. And this is your first time listening. Thank you for checking it out. Come back. It only gets better from here. Trust me. Twitter handles. Tony, where can listeners find you on Twitter? At Tony Ambrose. My name. It's his name. It's easy. Straightforward. Not confusing at all. You can find the podcast at Witty Sports 716 on Twitter and Instagram. Witty Not Funny Sports on TikTok, Facebook. We'll be doing a lot more video content in the coming months here as we lead up to the season. So make sure you're following us on all platforms here. But Mostly on Twitter at Woody Sports Seven One Six. That's all I got, Tony. Other than send off for the listeners, give us something to take into the weekend here or the week. If you're listening to this on Sunday, well, if you're listening to this on Sunday, then uh, now Sunday is my math Friday. Oh, Sunday's the second. Yes. Maybe you're listening to this on. Maybe you're listening to this on Monday. In which oh. case, I'm going to say to you, Happy Milk Day, the day the milk expires. The other big Seinfeld holiday. Okay. Wow. You're just Seinfeld well, schedule prowess is on point today. Surely you know what ref what I'm referencing here. I do not know. The vom- vomit day is is like the newer. I know vomit day. There's the newer one. July third comes from his classic stand up of saying like, how do they know the exact expiration day on the milk? Is the cows tipping them oh. off when they're milking them? Like July third, <laughs> and it was and it's I like the no, and that's like. Yes, there you go. Like he always knows. Yes. He's like, no, every date I tried, July third was always the one that got the biggest, the biggest <laughs> laugh from the from the audience. So July third is milk nice. day, the day the milk expires. Very nice. So make sure you drink your milk before Monday, everyone. <laughs> That's right. And as a, and as we always say, stay with you out there, everyone. Thanks for listening. Go Bills. Peace. Bye. Bye. Later. See ya. Marshawn is a fresher breath there. He just loved chain restaurants. Matter of fact, he ate at Applebee's 12 times during the bye week. I love eating it. Most of you guys. That really is still swollen, isn't it? What's it it, it, it kind of looks like a football, actually. It, Thank you for that. The stitching, you that, got it. Thank you. Hey, D, I like donuts, baby. Let's go. Uh, stay focused. Um, work hard in school. You might not like school, but make sure you're working hard at school. It feels a bomb! It feels a bomb!
It's your boy DM3, and you're listening to the Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network.